If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to get more bang for your buck, you can take your wee cute asses over to patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast for a bonus podcast every week for bonus podcast series, including the Serial Killing a Podcast, the Champions League Weird, and also the cult classic Dog Walks with Davey, which, by the way, there's a backlog of episodes coming. You just head over slyguy.com, which doesn't exist, patreon.com forward slash slyguypodcast. Enjoy the show. I'm the Sly Guy. The Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with Fat Bastard Burgers. Fat Bastard Burgers are the sister company of our long-time friends, Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos. Based in the same facility on the high street in Bangor, Fat Bastard Burger are delivering you delicious, thick, fat Wagyu burgers. And they are coming at you like Cleopatra with a big Davy recommendation. There is a wide range of burgers in there, including the Fat Bastard, the Cheesy Fat Bastard, the Fat as Fuck Duck, um, the Collie Dar and Quinoa Burger if you're a vegetarian weirdo or if you like chicken instead of beef and you're crazy for cock that's the name of the burger but also if you like that other thing it's pretty tasty too so check out Fat Bastard Burger and of course Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos which by the way are still delivering you the most delicious Christmas wrap the Christmas wrap is full of turkey it's full of ham it's full of stuffing it's full of chipolatas, it's full of dressing, it's full of cranberry sauce, it is full of the works. If you want 10% off your first order at either Bebe Adriano's or Fat Bastard Burger, download their apps. You can get 10% off, sometimes 20% off, sometimes, oh my god, my mind is blown, two for one deals. Or if you're old school, or maybe you know you don't like technology, or you're a pensioner that doesn't have a phone to go online and you just have a phone that's plugged into the landline, call them on 028-9147-9988. That's 028-9147-9988. And say, Big Davy sent you and you want a mouthful of beef. The Slag Eye Podcast is also brought to you in long-time association with Modest Beer. Modest are a humble company making delicious beers. Based in Hollywood, County Down, with one L, not two L's, because that would be a lot of shipping costs. They deliver you delicious IPAs, IPBs, IPCs, I don't know, I don't really know a great deal about beer. But what I do know is they taste good. You've got some stouts in there, got some IPAs, got some lagers, got some other stuff. All I know is Modest is delicious. I'm not an aficionado, I just go by flavour, and this flavour makes me uh, ejaculate when I drink beer. So if you want to ejaculate when you drink beer, contact Modest Beer at www.modestbeer.co.uk or visit them on all their social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Modest Beer and once again tell them Davey sent you drink up, be merry and go fuck yourselves Modest Beer Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls little bitches across the globe Welcome back. We took a little week off, but guess what? Slyness waits for no man or woman. We're equal in this environment, so I don't give a fuck. But what I do give a fuck about is it's a Christmas episode. Now, am I in Christmas garb this year? Am I dressed like Santa like I was last year? No, I'm not, because Christmas is shit, and you're all wankers. Go fuck yourself, IRA. Welcome to the show. This episode's going to be a little bit different this week. Now, why is it going to be a little bit different? Because I've succumbed to the pressure of one person giving me a negative comment on YouTube and got a goddamn guest. This guest is is potentially the man who's caused the greatest stir in the history of the Sly Guy podcast, the guest producer of the previous episode, the butler with Aaron Butler. He's coming on this week in front of the camera because a lot of people said that the banter was great between us, but also very weird that I was just staring off the camera for the entire hour, chatting away to him. So I've said, listen, we've, we've done a lot of gigs this last week together. We've spent a lot of time together. Um, we, we, we're brothers beforehand but we're closer now we're brothers, we're now lovers and we'll get into that on the episode and I just hope you enjoy the festive episode with me, Papa Bear and my little guest, the butler and Aaron Butler enjoy there you go so now, am I, is this going to work now when I move back will there be space, will there be room yep. 
Alright. Can of water. Give me a pump or inhaler here. We pump a something. <laughs> Prefer if you didn't look at me when you did that. Yeah, no problem. Ah. Aaron Butler, a.k.a. Alan Bueller, a.k.a. The Butlord, a.k.a. West Belfast's most eligible bachelor. Welcome to Sly Guy Podcast. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me back on again. Listen, we took a break for a week there for the podcast normally. Mm -hmm. Um, Sly Guy Podcast is known across the world as being consistent. Week in, week out, it's always there for you. But unfortunately, um, like a shit dad... I just wasn't there when you needed it most last week, so apologies for that. The true reason why we took a break from the podcast is because Big Daddy was doing the biggest gig of his life and needed a wee bit of wee bit of time to come up with things. I ended up doing gigs flat out the week before the show, so um, and you were there with me for a lot of that. So I all think, of it. yeah, for all of it, every <laughs> Don't say every all. minute of it, you were there, and you know what, it worked out well because in my head I thought oh, maybe I'll you know mix up the support, and then I thought you know what, no. Let's get the same show every night. So it's come Friday. It's tight. It's crisp. It's delicious. And it was. But before we get into all that, I just want to briefly talk to you about the feedback. Don't suppose did you listen back to the podcast we did together at all? Uh, Not once. No. Not once. Okay, great. But the feedback was very positive. A lot of people were like... Thank you. The boys have a, a nice rapport together. They're like, get you on more often. And I mean, you know, I don't like to... Uh, get me off more often. Yeah, well, listen, get off by getting on. But I don't normally like to listen to what people say. I'm stubborn, belligerent bastard. Sure. But on this occasion, you know, it's like, hey, come on, hop in front of the camera and and here we are. So we'll see how it goes. If this, you know, if people like having guests on the Sly Guy podcast, I'll probably still just do it myself every week. But... You know, we might get the old person on now and again. I'm privileged and honoured that you're having me back again and yeah. that the people of the Sly Guy Army Nation... Uh, yeah, Sly Hearts, mate. Sly Hearts. Yeah. Or Rider Slies, whatever, depends okay. on the people. A lot of names, yeah. a lot of names to follow. Yeah. Either way, it's nice to be back. Yeah, well, so now that's out of the way, that fucking mm-hmm. butt-licking session. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of butt-licking, oh. is that... That was. Well, well, I've never seen anyone be as enthusiastic about butt-licking there. No, is, uh, I'm, I'm not. Is the butt-licker one of your nicknames you had ever because I know you, you do a wee bit in your set about I have a lot of nicknames but do you want to mostly, you? mostly from you and Shane okay do you want to run through some of them but lord but, but lord yeah but butterbean butterbean um, butt face just anything butthead anything, and butthead anything with butt in it is yeah. essentially could be my everything nickname. but the girl Niche 90s band reference. Sound like Kieran Bartlett there. Yeah, that was very yeah. The, uh, the But yeah, and do you know what? If people like it and if pe- that's what makes people happy, I'm not, don't know if I'm a big fan of that one. It's weird, isn't it, how that used to be an insult whenever it's we were at school? It's weird how you say butt sniffer for some reason sounds more stinking than butt licking. Yeah. Like if you go butt licker, I just laugh. But if you mm-hmm. go butt sniffer, I yeah. feel a wee bit dirty about like, it. Like I feel like if you're a butt licker, you're you're giving a bit of pleasure, or you're maybe getting a bit of pleasure, like maybe you get a wee stiffy. Whereas if you're sniffing, you know, a sniffy? Uh, like a wee sniffy. I mean, I think if you're sniffing a butt, yeah, there's there's definitely an element of perviness about that. Like yeah. if you're licking a butt, it might be like, oh yeah, sexual. Whereas if you're sniffing, you're kind of. What about mm. if you're eating a butt? See, this is a, the term that I I struggle with eating butt. Like because I know eating ass is a thing. Like I know a lot of people are, are very keen on eating ass. Mm. Um, shout out to Kieran Bartlett again. Mm. But um, and William Thompson. Yeah, William mm. Thompson might be the number one advocate mm-hmm. for for bums. Pardon for bums. Just bums. Just generally speaking, everything about them he loves. Yeah, you know what I mean. He I don't know if that's to do with his ailment or whatever. Yeah, but it, it, it could be. It like could it, be. he also recently just told me that he loves giant boobs as well. So I mean, I think. And dicks. So well, he just, do, you, do you think he just has yeah. a fetish for big things? Could be. Because he's just yeah. like, it's something I can't get I like, a hold of. I like big butts. I like big boobs. Mm. Big heads. Does anyone <laughs> ever go, I love small ones? Like boobs? Anything. Like you've never heard anyone going, I love a wee small hole. Yeah, no, I... I <laughs> I know a few people would be like, like they like, like, uh, like tiny waist, I get. 
like a long distance runner physique, like an athlete physique. You know, there's been on a woman. Yeah, like there's there's guy I know friends with. Like I like like I said like who are your like who do you like if you had to pick your dream woman? Like some said to me, what if who, if she walked into the room now and tried it on me, you just have to look at your wife and go, sorry, I'm gonna do this. Kelly Brook for me, you know. Okay. Or Nicole Scherzinger. Let's be fair, I wouldn't argue mm-hmm. either or. Mm-hmm. But um, with, with a friend of mine, he I asked him who his kind of favourites with like celebrity crushes would be mm. and he went he goes I named two two and both made me go alright one is Paula Radcliffe the runner who by the way great athlete you wouldn't necessarily go super babe and what age but is Paula Radcliffe now she's probably in her, in her 40s or late 40s maybe 50s and then no she wouldn't be late late 40s probably mid 40s let's say mm. maybe Later forties, and then no, I mean it's fresher than the next one, far fresher. Amy Winehouse, <laughs> this guy, you know what I mean. So I remember when I'm telling he tell told me, and I was like, "All right, that's two of the most obscure, weird yeah. celebrity crushes." No, I want to point out this this man is a bit older. He's a friend of mine, a, f- a former work colleague, and a, and a friend now. You know, so when we were chatting, he was like, "What about you?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, mate, big ditties. That's all. You know, Kelly Brook, whatever." Yeah, standard answer. Who did you like when you were younger? Oh, Jet from the Gladiators. Jet from the Gladiators was a good very one. sexy. Yeah, yeah. I so was about five, I think, when she was. I mean, and did she make you feel ready? I was five with a boner. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Speaking of boners. Mm. We're here. Yeah, um, well, I don't even know what, what got us on to sweet, the sweet women that we're chatting about. Eating ass, eat, yeah. So eating, like the actual act, to me, eating involves... Like a spoon? No, you bite you bite it you, you bite it off and you swallow it. Mm. So to me, you either lick it, you don't eat it unless you are, you know, Hannibal. Jeffrey Dahmer. Hannibal Rectum. <laughs> I mean, that's the title yeah. of the podcast. Hannibal right Rectum, there we are. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, each to their own, each to like it. But we, we went off on a tangent there. I want to talk about erections with you. Sure. Um, because we, we did it. Now, we'll get on to the big gig. Obviously, people are like, how does it all go? Yeah. We'll get There's on to that. There's more important things that need to be addressed. Yeah. But before, before that. Before we get on to that, what I want yeah. to discuss is last night, you mm. and I did a gig. Mm. In the Copeland Distillery in Donald Day, which, by the way, again, a lot of fun. A lot of fun to do. Great gig. The people um, who run it are very friendly, very yeah. nice. Great people. And, and also, uh, great gig. what they hook us up with? They, they got us a wee ball of... Cans of water. Can of water, which yeah. is my new obsession. People think I'm weird because I drink water out of a tin. Now, you're mm-hmm. weird for not drinking water out of a tin. This is the only way water should be consumed by babies in Africa, by people here, by anyone, okay? I don't want to hear it. No top bullshit, no bottle. This is the way. I was going to say, you could turn out in like in a wee heli... Maybe this is what we do. Maybe we go to Africa in a helicopter, you and me, and just fuck cans of water at the good kids. Yeah. Now, it would be quite dangerous, you know, but here. If they want it that badly. Yeah. And we'll sponsor it, Hydration for the Nation. The boys will go out and just fuck cans of water, kids. I mean, it would be all so fun. Yeah. You know, and then if they could hurt, you'd be like, oops. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oops. It would be expensive. Yeah. But worth it. Listen, um, Bob Geldof, he's fucking been taking the piss for years. All you need to do, send the boys and a tomahawk with a load of fucking tins of water. And we would, like, Stone oh, Cold Steve Austin yeah. lobbing the beers <laughs> down at the We'd be lobbing yeah, them at the go for it. children. Um, but yeah. So anyway, we did a gig last night. You, yourself, myself, Caroline McAvoy, and to to use a phrase that the WWE have, the charismatic enigma, Paddy McDonnell. And any time I do a gig with Paddy, I learn something. Mm. You know, any time... He's a teacher. No. He actually actually is, is. but I don't know how. But the education he teaches... It's invaluable. It's, it's it, it. I mean, it's, it's not on the curriculum. No, of a it's, school. You it's say. extracurricular. It's off the It's curriculum. triple extracurricular. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <coughs> but last night he told me something I did not know was a thing. Told both of us something. Yeah, and especially for me because I would yeah. be quite educated in the subject yeah. that you're no, about to talk about. We're talking about boners. <laughs> we're mm. talking about medication for your for erections. Your now a lot of people know obviously about Viagra. Mm. I, for one, am interested. In Dublin, I haven't used any before, but I'm interested because again, I'm a married man mm. with young kids. I don't have use for my dick; it's obsolete. Sure, but, but if there, if you maybe there's a break glass case in case of emergency yeah. for your dick, and then I'm up for have. that. Now we were just casually talking about it, 
you know, for I thought Paddy was in, in jest, being like, oh, I just carry, carry Viagra about me. He does. He, he does. casually yeah, opened he his does. wallet and just had, and by, this was the funny thing about it, he had a wallet and he opened it and he takes out his Viagra pills. In the pills, he's had one already and there, there was another one sitting, so yeah. it was like already open. So there's a, there's a pack of two and one was in the packet. Yeah, so listen, you never know. Pop when, in case when did he take that, that one is what I want. Well, I mean, I don't know. He was very excited for the gig. Well, so who knows? The gig. Yeah, he was very red-faced. But so... You were chatting about it, and you've you've used Viagra before. Is it the only you're you're the straight edge edge guy? Is Viagra the only drug you would use? Yeah, it's a pharmaceutical drug, so uh-huh. I think those are. I mean, I've taken Nurofen mm-hmm. and stuff, and Calpol for your erections, and yeah, just just to get a quick buzz. Just pour the wee pink cup all over your root, and you go make it a wee bit tastier, sugar free. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I yeah. would the the but yeah. So I've taken I've taken Viagra, I've taken Cialis, which is like. Super Viagra, but so, then Patty was telling us about an off-market Viagra called Black Viagra. Yeah, which sounds yeah when we say it back sounds a little bit yeah. There's just know, connotations there. Let's yeah, just say. we shouldn't. It, like it yeah. sounds a bit racist, but yeah. it's not. It's just the way Patty described it. But no, whether Patty is a teacher, yes, but should he be? A, should he be a salesman for Black Viagra? I don't know. He yes, said to also, me, yes. "What they say, you could break into a car with your dick." If you take Black Viagra, that was what but he what he also said. said was that your head. He said he, he couldn't breathe. No, out his he nose. said <laughs> they did. He, said he, he says when you take this, you can't breathe out your nose, but you'll <laughs> and you can't see, and you have a massive headache. Says, but you'll have a quite right. But you'll have yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, he gives you the advantages and disadvantages, uh-huh. which I think is a good honest. Yeah. Sales so man. I mean, what you effectively you become a sex toy because you can't do it. Your your body's gone, but you have a root. Yeah. Oh. The size of a mountain, yeah. apparently. He said, yeah, you would probably pass out with the amount of no. blood flow that would have to happen in your body. You should stay away from black Yeah, vinegar. the only thing I will say, when Paddy said you could break into a car with your boner on black Viagra, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he told me I, I have genuinely broken into a car I, with my boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it would yeah. be a very West Belfast, Paddy McDonald thing to do. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't think, I'm afraid of you touching Viagra. Yeah. Because here's the thing, as a, a, to be honest, as a joke, uh-huh. I was going to get you a box for Christmas uh-huh. and then wrap it up and like real nicely, like make it look, mm-hmm. and then you open it and it's just a box of Viagra. But then I thought, what if yeah. Dave takes those, yeah. has a heart attack, and mm-hmm. then the Viagra box is in my name, I'd go to jail. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll not have, I, my heart's in good nick, believe it or not. I did a wee test there not long ago and they were like, your heart's good. They were like, you can take Viagra. You can take Viagra, not Black Viagra though. But I don't think take. anyone could or should take Black no, Viagra. No, I mean... I don't think it's a legal substance on the market. I don't think it's in yeah. Lloyd's Pharmacy, is what I would say. Yeah, and I mean... I think it's in Paddy's Pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, Paddy's Pharmacy would be interesting. Paddy's Back Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Tonic Pharmacy. But as a man who, who, like, I, you just assume when you take Viagra, you get a boner constantly. Mm. Do you have to have the thoughts? Or you what? You have to still... Like if it's not like a magic pill where if you take it you'll mm-hmm. you know involuntarily have it. You have to like still be in the little groove. Yeah. What it's basically just fucking. I've said it before. It's like a multivitamin for your dick. Yeah. So like you just. I heard it widens the capillaries and just lets the blood just flow, baby. Pretty much. Yeah. That's the scientific uh-huh. way it goes about it. Like it just sort of makes that blood flow a little. There bit are other things you can do. You can inject your dick with cortisone, and just make it rigid and firm. Is yeah, it, but you can't. They do dick injections, but I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. They inject. No, I just mean that like you could put like proper. You could just put like I don't know, like a glue in it and just keep it permanently stiff. Just pump it up. Don't know if that would be yeah. like. I think people have went to hospital for it. I genuinely yeah. do think people have tried no, it. There was. Um, I've heard now again. I know this podcast gets a bit of a reaction sometimes when we talk about these topics because mm-hmm. they're like, "Here are you to discuss it." My podcast, I'll discuss it. Experts in the field. Let me go into it. We are the Dr. Fauci of boners. I remember watching a, a show once about people transitioning genders. and there too, was but go ahead. And there was a, this um, man who previous in a previous life was a female. Okay. And when he got the penis made, this, this was nice as a good few years ago, so it may have changed since then. I don't know the science behind it. But he had to actually manually pump up his dick with a pump. Did like they put the pump in a the tube, balls? yeah. Then they had to pump up his balls, and yeah. Pumps up the balls, they, yeah. yeah. I've seen that before. So yeah, he pumped it up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is that something you could do as a? I think the the correct phrase is a born a born male. 
You can, yeah. Yeah. That is that is an actual thing that people yeah. can get. Uh, I think they get it for like older men. Like, so if you're like 70 years yeah. old, but you maybe have like a 20 year old mistress. Oh, I thought you said 20 year old dick. I'd be like, Frankenstein. You know, that's I a mean, good. It might be. It depends how much yeah. money you have. But if you have like a wee 20 year old hot lady, which you probably shouldn't yeah. have because that's inappropriate. But, you know, Hugh Hefner did it and he was. Yeah, but he's died now and everyone's being like shockingly. Uh, he, he's, he's got yeah. posthumously. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Posthum- he's got posthumously me too Yeah. But um, I mean. All I'm going to say is, the yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, he's an old yeah. guy who just paid for young, sexy women to live for them. But do you, you remember know, his TV show, The Girls Next Door? Do you yes, remember that? Yes, yes. And it was basically a TV show just showing, like, I have three young, yeah. sexy girlfriends and I'm 90. But then, like, when he, when he just laughed died, one of them were like, mm. one of them was like, yeah, he wasn't nice having sex with them. I'm like, oh, really? Eight now ninety year olds are. It's not gonna be delicious, is it? It's I don't gonna think be he even wanted that. I think from what I remember, she said in an interview, you would literally just he would take all the Viagra he could, and then the, she would just have to basically bounce on top of him, and it would last about ten seconds, and then and then would no, he ejaculate or would he just dick just flop? I think I don't know. I don't he needs know. to speak to Patty. That's what he needs. He needs a black Viagra. Well, I think it's a bit late for him now because, like Amy Winehouse, he's also. No, well, Paddy told me that if you, if you give if Black you give Viagra, Viagra it'll d- d- raise d- d- the dead. <laughs> like, yeah, so Hugh Hefner could come. See, more I think about it, is Hugh Hefner kind of like the not as controversial Michael Jackson? Because he just lives with, albeit not children, they're just women. They just live with them. Um, he just kind of like has them for companionship. And, and now he's dead. Well, the whole argument is is that he was there was such a big age gap so like there's yeah. like 50 60 year age gap between him mm-hmm. and some of his girlfriends some of his girlfriends were like 19 20 and stuff but yeah. they were still the legal age yeah. of consent so then it becomes that whole argument and then the whole other thing was like the argument of well playboy technically did more for feminism back in the 60s and the 50s than like any other movement did and all that stuff what i'm going to say is the as much as patty knows about counterfeit boner pills you know about the history of feminism and Playboy and sitting back be like, all right, okay. This is an education yeah. everyone's getting. Yeah, because the whole magazine would have like interviews with like, and it would like give women more like empowerment and stuff like yeah. that and all this. So, and it would like allow women to like express. Show their daddies. Well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah without, because you remember, girls could only show like back in the, the old, the 1800s mm-hmm. or whatever, you show a bit of ankle pubes or something like that mm-hmm. and people would, you know, get real. So is what you're saying, like in a round, tell me I'm judging this right or wrong, is what you're saying in a roundabout way there's got to be Playboy in the Middle East. Is yeah. that the way to get through strict dress codes and the Taliban? Are you saying that we, once we've finished in Africa with mm-hmm. cans of water, yeah. take, we, our we take our chopper to, to <laughs> Afghanistan. To Afghanistan, we land and in we the hell And we get a bunch of dirty yeah. mags and we just... Or you take the camera and we just, we take footage. We just f- take the photos and we make <laughs> Playboy for them out there. <laughs> I just Playboy. put it out, yeah. The, uh, the, um, we, do we take photos of their women and all? Oh, I don't think the Taliban would like I know, that. but the only thing is, we call Taliban there and we go, we just skip by, we get the, what we do, you would make a bespoke photo studio in your helicopter, you would come <laughs> okay. down. Now, the Taliban are known for being chancers, so they may or may yeah. not have rocket launchers, mm. so we need to be out of there quickly, but you get them in, get the women in, be like, listen, you can take, You can take it off. Yes. And show, I mean, the phrase we like is we show people what you're all about. So, you know, we could just get a few snaps and then let the Taliban see and then maybe we just end the oppression in the Middle East. What do you think? Do you not think, I'm sure the Taliban, because I'd say there, you know, there wouldn't be law abiding fellas. I mean, the Taliban have their, have they? The Taliban have their own law, you know, Sharia law. Sharia law, however you want to say it, potato, potato. But I don't think... Here's the thing. I would say they've definitely seen a few ditties in the in their day. Mm-hmm. So then, if us is us supplying them with ditty pictures, even going to change anything? No, but what we're trying to say is, we're feminists. All right, okay. we're not going yes, there. We are. If there's one we're, thing to take away from this, we're not going out there to be like Taliban. Change your ways. We're going out there to be. Women should Embrace not be forced ways. to dress. I guess stay in the house. Women should be able to express themselves. So do we interview? With you? you can do the photos, and I'll do the interviews with them. I'll do an episode of podcast. Yeah, I'll bring a woman who has lived under the Taliban in, and just be like, you know, take your hat off and <laughs> take your hat off. Yeah. Hell, I think. Let's have a nice time. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up for it. Yeah. Now, so what I do want to say is again, I've stressed this before in this podcast. 
if I see any listening figures in Afghanistan, it's done. Oh, we shut this down. They'll kill us. Way. They will kill us. Although they've no internet. Have they internet? I don't even know. I, yeah, like, have you not seen their videos? They're class. They're better. <laughs> they're the best podcast producers in the world. I, 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 I've yet to see any content from there of the, mm-hmm. in the last six months. No. Uh, what was the previous content you'd seen from like the Taliban or Al-Qaeda or ISIS? I went on a bit of a binge whenever... Oh, no. <laughs> Whenever, like, the whole Afghanistan getting taken over by the Taliban thing was happening. What I love is how you just described it was, you know, that whole, that hey, whole, do you know what hey that th- whole groovy thing. Do you know the wee thing where the Taliban took over? That just little <laughs> insignificant moment in history. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I, I wanted to first look up why is it so difficult for, like, why what, for, why is it so difficult to invade Afghanistan was the yes. first thing I looked Well, up. geography is a big problem. This is why I learned. Yeah, the mountainous terrain, a lot of valleys. You know. no, there's no sea. No. Nope. There's no water surrounding it. No. Nope. So to get supplies in very is tough. very difficult. And also, there's no routes in. Those ga- there's a lot of routes in there's Afghanistan, There's a lot of routes though. in Afghanistan, yeah. but not a lot of routes to nope. get into Afghanistan. But once you're in those mountains, Treasure. the Taliban, they know it. Like, Have you ever seen the movie Lone Survivor with Mark not. Wahlberg? I have not. 10 out of 10, but what you learned from that movie is a lot of the Taliban are like mountain goat men. Yes. Like they can bounce up and down those mountains. Like the Sherpas in Himalayas, you know, like mm-hmm. people come along try to climb Everest, they'll have all the gear and the Sherpas just got, you know, a wee, a wee thing of water attached to him with like a wee leather strap and bounce up he goes. No like problem. these guys are same. Same with Vietnam. Like who, who thought today to tune in this episode with us two to discuss the big shows and we'd end up discussing history, foreign policy. And Black who knows? Viagra. And Black Viagra. Yeah, so... Black Viagra does very much sound like a porn star, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Black Viagra would be definitely a pimp. Or my stage name. Yeah, I my mean, let's, let's name, go Black for Viagra. it. Black Viagra. Coming to the stage. Coming to the yeah, stage. Yeah, oh, wow. That should be your new show, Black Viagra. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so more often than not, like Vietnam, it's a war you're not going to win. Right. Because you just you don't know the terrain. You don't know surroundings. It's too difficult. Like, it was a horrific war. Right. Um, and, again, sometimes, now, again... Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. Sometimes America just gets too involved in things. Well, that that seemed to be the theme of the Afghanistan. Like, what we would say about Afghanistan is, like, I remember when 9-11 kicked off, you know, that that all happened. Mm -hmm. That old fucking shifty. What a pain. Yeah. When that happened, it was very weird to a rational thinking person. George Bush came on and he was all, we got to stop this war. That was good. On terror. That was good. Thank you. That Thank was like you. 2D TV. Yeah. Is that what that show was called? Yeah. <laughs> we got to stop the Taliban. And they're like, all right, so Osama bin Laden. Mm. And they're like, so Osama bin Laden, the Saudi Arabian dude, living in Pakistan. And we're like, okay, war in Iraq. What? War in Iraq. We're going to Iraq to get a guy who's Saudi living in Pakistan. We're going there. And they're like, he's, not, he's in Afghanistan. Is he? So then they spend years looking for this guy in all mm. the caves being like, you there, mate? Yes. And then... Bin Laden. Yeah. And then at the end, where was Bin Laden? He was in outside Pakistan, wasn't he? In where in, though? In a wee... In what? House, in a, his house. His mansion. He was in his house. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> they're looking for him for years. <laughs> Just in my house, mate. <laughs> Just, like, he's in a... And they're like, nah, where are you? I'm in my gaff. You know, mm. with my family, in my gaff. Like, I mean, if you're going to look for somebody... Go to her gaff first. The, um, no. Do you ever watch the podcast of the, not the podcast, but like the interview of the guy that shot Bin Laden? No, but I'd like to see that. Very interesting. And if anyone at home, uh-huh. feel, go on to YouTube and just type in like interview the guy that shot Bin Laden. He does. I think he was on maybe Rogan. He was on. He was on a few yeah. different ones. Like oh, loads, he, yeah. did, he did the like circuit or whatever. But he tells the story of getting in and killing Bin Laden. And it's very interesting. Yeah. He like talks about the whole like. Because, like, what happened was they had brought two helicopters in, mm-hmm. one helicopter. Crashed, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, guys, we one job. Make. Yeah, they were like, well, don't all get to, we don't all get seen here. We'll all make sure it's low key when we arrive. They crashed into the house. Yeah. The irony about that was it was you and me with a load of these fucking tins <laughs> yeah, of yeah, water. And dirty mags yeah, blowing like up in the air. Likes. They're like, oh, what happened? That's how they got up in that night. You know, his <laughs> wife and all, all his wives, all the wives, seven or eight of them came out and be like, oh, we can yeah, do this. Yeah. Bring. And that's how they got him. And <laughs> he talks about killing the sons and killing... And they, like, it's mad how... He talks about how yeah. they're briefed and stuff. Yeah. Like, they're shown pictures day and night of this uh-huh. is what the son looks like from this angle, this yeah. angle. So when they see him in person, they automatically know to just go... Yeah. And but what's him. weird, like, he, he seems to be talking about matter of fact. Mm. You know, and it's like, are the sons sly too, or was it just like... Kill them all. All right. It was literally like, kill everyone in the compound. Yeah. Like, the babies, everything. Well, you know what I would, you know what they they are told when when like 
operatives and soldiers they're taught they're taught to shoot to kill because mm. if you're like aiming to take the knees it's a smaller area to hit the main area that hits the body that's true so that's what we're told to do that whereas I'd be yeah. trying to take out all the ankles and all and be like right you fucking stop it uh, kneecap them that's all that's because you're from here I that's, that's yeah. our instinct you yeah, know what I mean do. when we're shooting anyone it's to go yeah. straight to the caps yeah. you know what I mean that's just that's just we're, we're fun like that but there was another guy that again the film Lone Survivor's based and this guy Marcus Luttrell and his story was him and a troop went in to kill one of the top boys in the Taliban. So they were like Britain. But it was like a, a group of, I think, maybe four or five, maybe. Where, but they had to like hike over the mountains and snipe this guy. Then they ended up getting rumbled and only this one guy, Marks Luttrell, survived. All, hence the, the, the show. Sorry for the spoiler if you've not seen the film. But how, yeah, how old's the film? Probably about 10 years, but it's a fucking great film. Mm. And um, he obviously went through all this and whatnot, lost his friends. Then at the end, now, now that... He's sort of like he did an interview, be like, Well, what was, what was the point in us doing that? Like, what was the point mm. in me losing all my friends, just my like comrades, that. and now you're just out of the country? Like, the Taliban, like, you look at the Taliban and be like, These are just lads that struck the load of weapons, and now they're the boss. Like, how can the you know, it's it makes no sense, but again, you look at it and go, Because again, if you, this is going to again be controversial, but if you look at obviously 9 11, all these big terrorist attacks, mm. everything like this, and obviously the natural reaction as the same person is the, they're bastards that did it. Right. But at the same time, we never look at why countries may hate America for mm. talk's sake, like drone attacks. Like if you're, if you're living in the Middle East, going about mm. your business, and just this drone strike, dead. You, you'd not be happy, like you know, you'd, you'd be raging. Yeah, you you would be so, able to ring your day. So, is there another way to not be so fucking sly to people? I don't know. I don't know if we can solve that problem. Between you know what I would say? What you need? Daddy mags, Middle East. That's all it takes. Maybe that's all it is. We send over mm. a bunch of old zoo magazines with like. I mean, who was in the old zoo magazines? I'm trying Lucy to Lucy Pender. Let's get Lucy yeah. Pinder on it. I don't know what her current state is, mm-hmm. but let's just get it. Let's dig her out of retirement. Yep. Say, Lucy, yep. do you want to be go down as a world hero? Um, What's that guy called? Does all the exercise? Midget uh, Trace. Oh, fucking. Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks. His wife, Rosie. All she right. used to be a big in the old zoo scene, like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Pretty there woman. We, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What we do, you and me, we collect Pinder, we collect Wicks. <laughs> Get them into the thing. We'll be heading towards the Middle East. We'll do a wee detour and they'll be like, where are you going? Africa, what for? And you have your <laughs> your 60 of water, crates yeah. of, of cans of water and you just fuck them out. Yeah. Douche, douche. Get that into it. Now, when I, once you've like, I don't know, flown over Tunisia or where the fuck we're going with our cans of water. Yeah, yeah. We just, we take it, we go to the Middle East and we just, you know what? I think Sue and maybe Nuts did a thing because at the time when it was out, they did like, I want to say the titty tour of the Middle East. They did a where thing they, photo shoot where they where they put the helmets on and then they went out to the soldiers and the soldiers were like, "Oi, oi, love it!" You know, for the lift morale. Yeah. So we're kind of doing that again, but on the other side, we're lifting the morale yeah. of the Taliban. Yes. Yeah, so what we will do, right? We will go and instead of throwing ditty mags at the Taliban, we'll just get Pinder and Wex to just. Just shake, shake it, shake out, it the, out, out the side. The Taliban would adopt you. Yeah. They would look at you and go, leader. I mean, I do look Talibanish. You which genuinely do. Anyone does know that's Irish. Is Irish for Taliban. <laughs> you know, I mean, put a, put a, put a wee turban on me. I genuinely, I, mean, I would love to dress you as a Taliban. You know who I do look like? I look like Abu Hamza, you know, the guy with the hook. What do you say? Oh, yeah. find out Hamza. Why does he have a hook? I'm gonna guess because his hand he's disappeared. A, he's no hands, mate. Yeah, he has one hand, does he not? No, he's got a hook, and he—I think he's a blender in the other hand. I'm not too—I'm not too sure. Either hand blender. Either way, it's very. Hold on, Abu Hamza. I'm gonna type. This is what I. I this might be the the first Abu Hamza. Why have you got a hook, mate? Yeah, I'd say that's been typed into Google many times. Um. Well, not oh no! But does he have? I thought he only. Had no, one. he doesn't. He's just got a couple of stumps there. By looks of this court drawn. Oh, the court drawn so, yeah. really did him dirty, didn't it? Yeah, Abu Hamza tells the court story of how he lost his hands and eye in an explosion. Now, I'd love it if it was something like NAF, like he just, you know, his, his, his microwave, his yeah. ballocks. Yeah. Um, the, Islam, the, the Islamist cleric, Abu Hamza, who's been extradited from Britain to the US to face terror charges, claimed on Thursday that he lost his hands and one of his eyes in an accidental explosion while working for the Pakistani army. So it was just a week. To be fair, respect. He was serving all the troops. Um, 
Serving the Pakistani army, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was up to any good, is what I would say. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if he was up to any good, but i tell you, he wasn't very good, because if he's just doing a wee routine check and he blows his hands and his eye out. Yeah. That's a bit of a bollocks, like. Yeah, but... Sure, Respect he has, that. He has, he has hooks now, so it's Yeah, you know what? I mean, you'd think... Why do he not just get prosthetic hands? Why do he go straight to the hooks? <laughs> do he just want to claw people, do you think? Yeah. Like an evil James Bond villain? Yeah, I mean, like... There's a whole big thing. I don't know if you saw it. Um, have you seen the, the latest James Bond film? I've not. I don't watch the James Bond. Oh, mate, you would like it. I think James Bond is just, James Bond is everything you would like to be. I think he's a he's a womanizer. Sexy. He's suave. He's got like the gadgets. I don't want to be a womanizer. He's got the gadgets. He's got gadgets. He's got gadgets. He, if, he got black flag and one of his gadgets, one of his pouches. He probably yeah. has super black flag. Yeah, I know. Paddy's actually one of the wee guys in the underground lair. <laughs> Mate, have you tried this new yeah. fucking? Yeah, when air. the phone's getting yeah. new gadgets, it's just Paddy. Yeah. Stick out in you, you fucking soft dick bastard. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, guy, so like a guy, Q, if you went down to it, you could be like, here, mate, can you give me a hook for a hand? Yeah, sort you out, like. Okay. So, yeah, Bond is good, but in, in that, the villain had like. I was going to say face stains, but like a wee burnt face or something. He just doesn't look right. sweet, right? Right. Like, it looks like, you know... Face stains. Like, you know Bane in the old Batman film? You know yeah. where he was like, a bodybuilder, oh, and he had the big trolley? Old, old yes, like yeah. with Uma Thurman in it. Yeah. Like, and he, you could see, like, all his veins and all through. And all, yeah. The villain had kind of like that in his face, so he got a bit, a bit poisoned. Okay. And they're like, oh, gross, look at him. He's stained face. So, obviously, being 2021, mm-hmm. people were like, we need to stop saying the people with facial disfigurements are bad guys. Right. It's just have regular, you know, they don't have to be ableist. Uh. And then it's like, yes, but don't they look creepier when they're all disfigured yeah, and all? Yeah, exactly. So, and then, don't so all I'm saying is, real life bad boy, Abu Hamza, disfigured. Yeah, yeah true. James Bond, drawn in real life, you know. I like it when they have the scar just down the yeah. eye, but the eyeball's still intact. Blowfelt. He had that. Sure. I, I don't know who yeah. that is, but yeah. Blofeld is Donald Pleasance. You Sounds know, like someone you made at the Pipeworks on a Friday Damn night. <laughs> Blofeld. <laughs> I mean, very Blofeld much Blofeld does. here. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, you know Blofeld. Blofeld, Blofeld my dick. <laughs> Blofeld is actually what the character of Dr. Evil's based on, you know? So, oh, yeah, yes, Blofeld's, that's the one I like. Yeah, got the eye down. And the wee cat and all. And then the other bad boy's odd job. You know, job. the guy that takes his hat off. The... The Chinese guy throws a hat at James Bond. Great villain. Wouldn't it be weird if they got married? Blofeld and Hot Job. <laughs> Who would take a surname? <laughs> Both. Yeah. Oddfeld and Blowjob. They would merge them. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the greatest detective series ever. Hey, Oddfeld and Blowjob. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, fun. I feel like, see, for Christmas... Mm-hmm. I have asked for, like, you know, when you, you get to a certain age, you don't really want, like, gifts as I much anymore. Anything. My mum and dad were like, oh, they were going to, my, my sister was going to get me a lens for the camera there. Okay. Then it's got one, so fuck her. And um, so obviously she didn't end the get me. So, like, what would you like? I had, a, I had a long, hard think about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, a long, hard think. Mm-hmm. You know what I came up with? The Bergerac box set and DVD, mate. So I want to watch all the episodes of Bergerac since I've left work. And now full time. That's the way to spend it. So what I think I would like you to get. You ordered a DVD box set? Yeah, Bergerac, mate. Who who orders DVDs anymore? Our dad man here. See, you're an old dad guy still. But, but what would you get? For Christmas, yeah. if I wanted. If you know, instead of DVDs. If I was getting a DVD. Instead of DVDs, what do you get? Oh, you just. Mini disc? No, you just stream everything. Yeah, right. Well, you know what you need to do? We're, we're going to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a new podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be called Bot on Bond. <laughs> So what we're going to do, we're going to watch all the Bonds, you and me. From the beginning. From the beginning. Oh, wow. And it's going to be called Bond on Bonds. And I think think you will become a Bond fan. Well, I think if you watch enough of them, you kind of have to. No, but like they are. I can't can't get 20 Bonds in and go, I don't think this is for me. (laughs) No, but I think like you'd start off like that, but by the end you'd be watching a a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have a watch that does. Like you, you You're a gadget guy. I am, You know, you are a gadget man. Mm. And I feel like a lot of Bonds gadgets you would into so mm. there you go there's a bot on bond who wants to produce that podcast oh probably me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've had to take a guess on who's gonna but, do it like i i just think so bonds are great great films i would like to watch the ones of connery i think 
just You'd to like see if he beats any women. My favourite, well, well, maybe if they step out of line, a closed fish to the fish would be enough. <laughs> and then the interviewer's like, oh, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you, Sean? He's like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> He's fully serious. Like, and then it's like, if they speak out of line, I absolutely have to smack them. And you're like, all right. And then he should have been the Taliban. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he was. He's he yeah he's definitely need to fit right in. He's like yeah. we beat women. That's great. They're like oh my, they love Bond. They don't like nuts yet, but they like Bond. Do you reckon they have movies in Afghanistan? Yes. Like from like did they watch Spider Man in Afghanistan? I don't think so. They don't like West movies. So no, I think. do they make their own? Well, I don't I I don't know about the Taliban, but I know that Kim Jong Um Il, Kim Jong Un's daddy. Mm was a big film director and a big movie maker and he made a load of movies in North Korea to basically say, like, he did it in a way, like, cult of personality that he was, like, every superhero was Kim Jong-il, you know? So all the women were like, who's going to rescue me? Kim Some fat little Chinese man. Hey, what is he? Korean. Korean. North Korean, come on. North Korean. Yeah, so, so, I don't pay attention to So he, but, like, all his wee stories are amazing and all. Like, he comes out and he said, like, oh, he played golf once and he shot around at 24. 18 holes and 24 shots. You know, all this stuff for Kim Jong-il. Like, don't want to look up Kim Jong-il's great stories. Like, you'll enjoy some of these because they I'd are brilliant. i so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, like Kim Jong-il stories. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, his birth story? I mean, let's see. I'm sure this is great. Okay, well, there's a Wikipedia page to the day of the shining star, which, I mean, another guy I think you would have a lot in common with. Um... The Day of the Shining Star is a public holiday in North Korea, falling on the 16th of February. It's the anniversary of the birth of the country's second leader, Kim Jong-il, along with the Day of the Sun, the birthday of his father, Kim Il-sun, um, the most important public holiday in the country. Um, right, okay. No, his, his birth story's better. You need to actually get into Kim Jong-un. I always get them mixed up between un, el, and... What's, what's the... Kim Il-sung... Is the dad? He's like he's the one that's you know the the highest picture in my bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and then the one below it's Kim Jong Il, which is the one you know from Fuck You America, <laughs> Captain World America, World Police. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. And then the next, and one. then Kim Jong Un is the one who's mates with Dennis Rodman. So you know the the granda dead on then. Fuck You America. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. yeah, the the granda was the first leader then. Yes. Because the Korean Republic, there's a Korean War and everything, and they set up the Korean Republic, you see. I'm so um, uneducated in everything. Uh, Apart from Viagra, I know so much about it. Kim Jong-il, myths, this is what we want. You know we take 100 milligrams. Yeah, weird facts about Kim Jong-il, are you ready for this? Yep. Which, by the way, I used to work with a guy that looked exactly like him. Right. And he wasn't Korean. From here? Yeah. I'll find you a photo of him one day. Yeah. So he, he, he tells everyone that his birth was known as the divine birth. So legend has it that a double rainbow and a glowing new star appeared in the heavens to herald the birth of Kim Jong-il in 1942 on North Korea's cherished Badiku Mountain. Soviet records, however, indicate that he was born in the Siberian village um, of Vyaskoy in 1941. The people of North Korea, many of whom are reportedly battling famine, are apparently told that Kim's birthday is celebrated throughout the world, which I like. He's afraid of flying. Um, there you go. I like that there's just, it's like a dating profile. I'm afraid yeah. of flying. What I like, number three, wanted to breed giant rabbits. It's Kim Jong-il. German media reported in 2007 that Kim hoped to solve the famine in the country by breeding giant rabbits. An East German farmer who bred rabbits the size of dogs reportedly asked by North Korea to help set up a big bunny farm to alleviate food shortages. To get things going, he sent a batch of 12 giant rabbits to North Korea, but shocked to hear that they were eating at Kim's birthday banquet. <laughs> I love that. Send them here for the, the, to alleviate famine. Actually, tell you what, they look fucking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could either breed these or you could eat them now. And then speaking of eating, the next thing, you like to eat roast donkey. Yeah. Yeah. That's not On a famous um, trip, the, uh, train trip to Moscow, a Russian envoy travelled with him, said roast donkey and fresh lobsters were flown to the train every day. Go ahead. Donkey luck. Um, yeah, he built a city for propaganda. I like that. Yeah, like now number seven's one I think you'll associate with. It just says fashion icon. Sure. Standing at five foot three. Oh no. Kim was a curious figure with his bouffant hairdo, platform shoes, and collection of jumpsuits. 
And let's not forget those sunglasses. But nevertheless, um, oh, this sounds like the sort of guy who made Pipeworks as well. Rodong Sinmun, a Communist Party newspaper, reported that Kim Jong-il's suits have become a global fashion phenomenon. This fashion icon status was reportedly being transferred to his son and successor, Kim Jong-un. The word is that the slick, trimmed haircut of Kim the Younger, who may have had plastic surgery, looked more like his father, is being mimicked by countless views on the street of Pyongyang. And also William Thompson gets his haircut in the Kim Jong-un style he as well. does, yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a film buff. He's an avid film collector, amassing more than 20,000 videotapes and DVDs. And apparently, oh, here answers your question. Do these guys like Western films? Apparently Kim, Kim Jong-il's favourite films are Friday the 13th, Rambo, Godzilla, obviously, King Kong, and anything starring Elizabeth Taylor. Loved Elizabeth Taylor. Um, and this this is a true story I've actually heard before. In 1978, he ordered the kidnapping of South Korean film director Shin Sang-ok and his actress wife Choi Yun-hee so that they could build a North Korean film industry. A decade later, they reportedly escaped on a trip to Austria and have since been granted refuge in the USA. So he took them and was like, I nearly did the voice there. <laughs> he took them and was like, you make films for me. Yes, yeah. You make yeah. films for me. And then that's it. Oh, well. And I mean, number nine sort of deviates a little bit from being a movie buff and a fashion icon. Child killer. Um, when Kim was age five or six, his younger brother, Shura Kim, drowned in the family swimming pool. Unconfirmed Soviet reports said that Kim was responsible for the accident. His mother died in childbirth the following year. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. Oh, no. This is something that I can imagine. I could definitely. I think you, you and Kim Jong Un are one in the same. Yeah, this is something I believe you. If you told me this, I go, yeah, I believe it. He doesn't defecate. So it's reported that Kim's in Kim's official biography in the North Korean state website, which has since been taken down. He did not defecate. Just doesn't go to the toilet. Doesn't shit. Well, what did he do then? Don't know. Doesn't well, he had to leave his system somehow? Nope. All that fucking noshed up donkey like he's uh, he must have had a wee crumbs bag yeah but I apparently he doesn't do you need to go to the toilet Kim don't shit mate <laughs> is what it is man no no just no no um, do you need a new toilet roll no 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 don't shit mate don't have an asshole mate can't get bummed Maybe that's why it was all like yellow and all because he just couldn't shit just all the poison just, going yeah, through his system yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah could the, be yeah yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we were going to talk about, like, shows, and we've somehow just gone down... Um, a real big rabbit hole. Down a big rabbit hole, solve the Middle East crisis and the Nor- and what North Korean leadership's like. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, how long have we been talking here for? Probably too long. Oh, we, we can talk for however you So, want. all I want to say, we'll, we'll, we'll get wrapped up with some listeners' questions to do as well. But I don't even know how long we've been on for. It seems like ages, mate. Let me. You know what we can do? I can check the time that I posted something on Twitter from a show. Which, by the way, new show announcement. Yeah. Whoa, I'm doing the Ulster Hall again. Shocker alert. And uh, an hour ago. So, yeah, I've been talking for about an hour. That's fine. So, we did the show on the Ulster Hall. We did um, Pillow Talk. It's over. Now, may or may not do, like, not a tour, but, you know, a few wee venues with it again. It might not be over. But, like North Korea... Mm. With the death of Kim Jong-il, we move on to Kim Jong-un. And I just want to say, the next show, Bits and Pieces, will be, if I'm not sick here, will be coming on September 10th, 2022. Tickets for that are now live. They went live this morning, which is actually, what day is it, Tuesday today? Yeah, you'll probably hear this on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But the link to this show will be in my like podcast description and whatever else. So You should in September 11th. I know, but that's, you know, the... The, the anniversary of my granny so ah, okay. I don't like to we'll not do that gig on that day fair enough, fair enough, yeah, fair so enough. RIP September 10th. but um, yeah we're doing this because it's Saturday too weird to come out on a Sunday Jesus but um, yeah very excited that'll be a lot of fun and off the back of Pillow Talk was delighted with it went really well um, the audience were great had a nice time and hopefully everyone that came enjoyed it and we'll just buy tickets again this year what a what a what a Christmas treat I mean as the Christmas episode we haven't really talked anything Christmas eh? we'll get on that after yeah sure but yeah tickets are available for that so yeah we spent the whole week basically preparing as I said this podcast didn't come out last week because I wanted to just make sure that the Pillow Talk show was as good as it could be and yeah I was happy with it we did a wee gig in the black box on Monday, very small, intimate, 
Mm-hmm. A lot of fun, actually, again. Yeah. And then Fealties and Banger, which I must say, they were some of my favourite gigs. An unsung hero, I would mm-hmm. believe. It's like, I uh, went in with no expectation, and I must say, both the gigs we did there felt uh-huh. really, really, really good. And it's a nice wee room, isn't it? It's very... Um, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, well, I'll definitely ask you to do it again, so don't worry about that. What I would also ask you to do is stop spinning your chair so much. Sorry. Might be distracting people watching on the YouTube. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but um, Fealties was a lot of fun. Fealties is... Was that the first time you've been in it? Yes, ever. I want to point out, for me, Fealties had a lot of um, personal significance in that it would be one of my favourite bars in Bangor. does the best Guinness, maybe, in the world. Okay. And for me to have gone there, like a lot, since it's Christmas, a lot of Christmas has passed, you know, would have always involved a pint in Fealties with, you know, some of my mates and then their dad. You know, he'd always got a pint, popped in, had a wee Christmas pint, always nice. So for me to be there, doing a show, you know, building up towards my biggest show, it had a bit of personal significance to me, and I was like, this is good. Then it added a bit of pressure to me, think, fuck, imagine I go in here and eat dick, embarrass myself. Thankfully, that was not the case. With a lot of fun, and it was just a great room. And I'm going to say now, I will always, if it's still open and I'm allowed to, because it's been shut now the day after we did the show. Shut now to the new year because really? COVID. Yeah, all I want to say is we shut it down. I feel bad about that because wow. I was hoping to get a Christmas pint in there, but we'll not worry about it. Oh, um, I'll always do a wee warm-up show in there. Always. If I've ever been any big shows, you know, if I ever do any bigger venues in Ulster Hall or whatever, I'll always go back to Fealties. I loved it that I can't much. believe it's closed. Yeah. I mean... Are wait, all the bars closed now? I don't know what's happening. No, so, like, I think there's no, like, uniform... Hmm. Like, you have to shut. I think bars are just taking it upon themselves to, to go, nah, fuck that, let's just... And I mean, I definitely feel like the, you know, the COVID fear is definitely coming back. Like, people mm. are definitely on edge about it again more. Yes. Like, f- going to gigs. Like, even even Ulster Hall, like, a lot of tickets that we had sold, people just didn't come because they were afraid so close to Christmas. What if it spread and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that didn't bother me because, hey, you know, don't worry about it. But it's definitely a vibe in the air now. Like, mm. gigs are, people aren't going to gigs as much. They're closer to Christmas being like, ah, I can't do this. Ah, I can't do that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a concern, but also you get it. So I think pubs are now just going, well, if, is it like, I just know from working and like running comedy clubs and whatnot, one of the bars that I would do gigs in have told me before, oh, we have to order x amount to drink in and it like goes off so if we order all this drink in it goes off and we're shot anyway mm-hmm. it's fucking not worth it so i'd imagine maybe smaller bars like like a field these like a sunflower mm. they couldn't you know they're not going to order a big batch of booze in for yeah. it to be shut so they've been like i would just sort of filter out all the booze and then shut up so that's maybe it but it's scary it is a bit scary but i do think hopefully it's annoying yeah it's inconvenient for my lifestyle yeah but uh, i mean and by that but listen what i can say to you is in that period mm-hmm. you can stock up on bv you can have a, a drawer full of black viagra and listen you can come out of the lockdown like a fucking I ejaculating panther mate yeah you can just be a big black spunk machine you know you just out of, out of lockdown the big black with your cock machine. down yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying like all I'm saying is a lot of people are getting dicked mm. when lockdown is lifted you're coming out as I was going to say just the consent or not you're, but did you need, cons- you need always, consent you always you always you're the consensual sex panther yes. fuck machine yes. that's you you're coming out of lockdown with, with a heavy sack yeah you don't defecate or wank no so you, you, there's only one way to release it yeah, so what I'm saying is this guy, single, ready to mingle, and I, I'm going to say it on the podcast, if you're sexy and you're single and you want a piece of this, hit his DMs, just say, listen, there you go. I'm sexy, Yes. you're sexy, yep. and I'm ready to be mauled by a black panther. That's that's all, mm-hmm. and those, if you, if, you don't, if you don't type that exactly, I'll ignore no. it, yeah. so it has to be Or just like, verbatim. at the top of the, the DM, just... Open the message with Black Panther, big spunky Black Panther, and he'll know. I'll know what you're talking. What about. you're saying about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a lot sounds... of lot of spunk. Yeah, yeah. Spunk. Uh, well, I've not as much because of vasectomy and stuff, but there's mm-hmm. there's some. So this tiger will not get you. Oh my god! This is the if you're this, looking mm. a casual panther. 
Come that on, won't yeah. get you. That won't give you a baby. I won't give you a baby. Uh-huh. You know. I could sell you two for a reasonable price. To be I fair. am as fertile as that tin right there. I thought you were pointing at me. I was like, listen. No, oh, you know, hey. you're, you are the fertile man. You know yeah. what I mean? You've proven mm-hmm. multiple times. Well, once. The, the, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The, um, but you can get it done. Yeah. When when the going gets rough and there needs to be a kid produced, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you can get it produced. A spunky LaFunga here gets, <laughs> it gets done. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I just want to say, guys, cheers for coming cheers. to the show. Yeah, cheers for supporting it. Yes, cheers it for uh, it was a good crack, it was a good the night. time. Also, I want to apologize for absolutely fucking. Nah, I want to apologize for this being potentially the least festive Christmas episode of any podcast. Oh, we've not even touched ever. It. Who wants to talk about? It? We, uh, t- you Christmas is over. Talked about it. People feel. I feel like this year a lot people of people are, out. are they're fed up with Christmas. You know oh. why though? Because fuckers put their trees up after Halloween. It's like nah. The worst people. The worst. You know what they should be murdered. Yes, they should be sent to Afghanistan and given the rights. No, to what we'll do, we will bring them on, the on our helicopters, push them out. Yeah, from a, a a big height. Now, not yeah. a height that you'll die, mm-hmm. but you'll definitely go through the rest of your life with a struggle of some. But kind. you know what else is good? If you push them from enough of a height, they won't die. They'll still their meat will still be fresh. Yeah. So, like you know, the cannibals and stuff, wherever we drop them, can just eat them. Look, so we're feeding people, we're hydrating the kids, yes. and we're getting we're we're, the we're getting Taliban. The daddies. Yes. You know, get the Taliban daddies. And that is, that's the Christmas yeah. there. You know what I mean? That's go. saving the Christmas. Yeah. You know? Um, that's it. So, is there anything you want for Christmas or what are you doing for Christmas? I want everyone to be happy and I mm-hmm. want people to just, you know, stop asking me to do things. <laughs> I want people to stop asking me to, you know, come meet them places. I want people to stop asking me to come work. I want, I want, I just want a day where people don't want me. And then after that, I'll do everything. That's all. Is that on Christmas Day you just want to do nothing? Yes. yes. On Christmas Day, I would like to just not do anything. That's that's all I want for Christmas. Well, that's nice. Lie low. Just want to lie low. That's all, that's all I want. Right. So Christmas. what we'll do, just to finish off here, because I have to go and collect my children. Cause Class. They're so yeah, annoying. They are, they're definitely an inconvenient yeah. bunch of bastards. See, this is why. Um, yeah. Questions. Okay, let's go. Did you like the way I did that? That was very fresh. Oh, here's this is probably one for you. Naomi wants to know, um, when's the Panther being released? No, she doesn't. Um, she wants to know on the comedy circuit, who is the most likely to become a porn star, and who would be their fluffer. You know what I'm going to say? You as the porn star, mm. Patty as the fluffer, and he, he would just be you know like Mick. From uh, Rocky, he would just have the wee hat on, but he'd just have a wee bum bag, and in his bum bag, just be black fire. Get the whack out of here, fruit, and you'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and then instead of you know, fluffers have to like get the get the dick. I do know. But he yeah. would just give you one, smack it. <laughs> oh, get a boner, mate. Yeah, <sighs> he'd be like boxing bag yeah. in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, there's the answer. Anybody else? I think what she's wanting to know here is she's trying to suss out. Who are the biggest sex perverts on the scene? So we'll we'll rephrase it and say who are the biggest sex perverts on the scene? You're the porn star, Paddy's the the fluffer. Who's the biggest sex pervert? Who's, who's the single lads? You know what I mean? Are you still be a sex pervert. You're married, but you you, you can you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but you could like be you know going to like weird like sex parties and stuff with, and with your wife. No, you just, can you're like if you on your wife. Yeah, well, you could if you're a full sex pervert, you could do that. You know, but there's no one on our scene that does that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know that's I mean? fair. Well, they're like, all. What I'll say about the fellas on our comedy scene that are married or uh-huh. in, they're very, very committed, devoted men. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, well, that's true. That. There's no no Hallians like. There's but, no Hallians. There's no bad fellas. But so then you have to go to who's a single fucking, and you've got me, mm-hmm. Willie, mm-hmm. and that's 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 about it, isn't it? McKegney maybe. I, think I mean, there's single. but there's what's funny is there's a lot of other single guys. Do you know what? I know I know call I know call out Mark McCartney here. I'd say he's a bit of a. Yeah, he could be a bit of a pervert guy, yeah. and here's why: because he does the whole "Oh, sure, I'm looking a girl" thing, and then yeah. and then, but really, where do you see my dick? He's, yeah, exactly. I'm he's beat he's that full pussy on up, fingering yeah, every single day. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's every day I'm fingering. <laughs> and that's McCartney's walkout song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I'm gonna give t- uh, most un what what's the word like 
the, the person you would least expect it, but you know, yeah. is a porn star. There you have Mark it, McCartney. Mark McCartney, porn king. Mm. Um, John Joe said, how many twinks did you hire for the Ulster Hall after party? Um, normally I just get the mandolier out, you know, just get the guys on the chandelier, get them down, a lot of men. I prefer a buff a buff man. Shane likes a twink. I prefer a buff man. Shane likes you young Bo- like Shane, he, does. he likes young footballers. But it's weird, isn't it? Like yeah. he—he's the only guy. Like sometimes you look at it and you forget that he is a man in his mid thirties. Yeah, because yeah, he hangs around. Like it's it. Like, is this going to be a we? I don't know. In the future, will people look back and be like, "Oh, well, they were talking about this," like they knew, yeah. and then next thing you know, you go, mm. "I know." And then we have to flip and defend yeah. ourselves, going, like, "Yeah." But like he. he he would like reach out to the Northern Ireland youth footballers and offer to buy them dinner. Yes. And these are like 16, 17 year old guys. And they're like, all right. He does. You if know. there's like a young musician on the scene in Belfast, it's like yeah. taking all, it'll call, if there's like a maybe up and coming boxer, mm-hmm. like yeah. he's straight in there. But now, in his defense, they are all young men. You know, there's no yeah. like, he's not. Oh, there's no women. There's no. absolutely zero interest, mm-hmm. you know. In, but, you know, that's, that's an interesting. Mm. Look into it. Yeah, segue, segue. Um, the big J Red said any merch. He was dying for merch here. Do you I, sell merch? I would like to sell merch, but don't know how, mate. I don't know what's the most feasible. I'm a I'm an econ- economical guy. Mm. I want this. I would sell merch if it was the most efficient way. Right. So again, do you bulk buy loads of different fucking sizes and then just have them sitting in your house? I don't have room for that. Mm. I mean, I do have a full studio and an office space could do that from. Mm. But what is the best way? You tell me. Do you know you a merch man? Well, here's what I will mm-hmm. say. Shopify? Is that, are you just saying stuff that you've heard on, on, said on TikTok? Online, mate. <laughs> Internet. Yeah. Bio. Um, that is how you do it, yeah. Uh, I would say you should take the time that you have uh-huh. and research how, what the most efficient way is it for you to yeah. do. And you know what I will say? If there's anybody out there that, that run merch sites or know how to do it, Get in touch, I'd appreciate the help, and then you get a wee cut of the pie, probably. There are sites that you can just put your own uh-huh. merch on, but you got to then remember they'll take a cut. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, there's a site called Redbubble, uh-huh. which you could put your logo on, and they'll yeah. give you mugs, T-shirts, jumpers. They'll they'll, uh-huh. they'll do all the printing, they'll do all the uh-huh. flipping storage and stuff like that, and they'll ship it for you, and you'll get, like, but you'll make, I don't know, like a pound of sale or something. It just depends. Yeah. But here's the thing, it's the easiest way. It yeah. is genuinely easy. I want something that's easy. This is easy. Yeah. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that. We'll talk about it. Yeah, and I'll give you some money, don't worry. Well, I so, don't yeah. need money. You do? I, you can't live on fucking I, can of waters alone, mate, and nuts magazines. I live on hopes and dreams and Viagra. Sharon has said, Dave, my boyfriend seems to think that Northern Ireland is a third world country. Some examples of things he has said. Can you get bell peppers there? Do you get oranges? He also invited me for Thanksgiving, our first year together, because he thought we didn't have turkeys. Is there anything people said about NI that's made you laugh slash question people's intelligence? When I go to, it seems to be an American thing. Whenever you go there, they seem to ignorant think, fucking bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was younger, I was like talking to these American kids or whatever when I was in Florida, and they thought that in on Paddy's Day we all eat. Like boiled cabbage, that was like a thing. All right, they were like, and then I started seeing what other lies I could tell them uh-huh. to see if they just believed it. So I told them, like, all the water was green and all. Yeah, they were like, no way, it's like, yeah, it's like the Emerald green. City, it's like awesome. a luminous green. And they were yeah. like, wow. And so they, they're mm-hmm. probably now like 30 years old or something, just yeah. telling their kids in some state in Tennessee or some bullshit. I like that a lot. I am um, used to have a pen friend called Abraham that I wrote to when I was in primary school, Lincoln. and no, just straight up Abraham, he was he was a he had a. He, he had a foreign nickname or a foreign surname. Abraham. So. Abraham sounds Amish. Maybe you're writing yeah. an Amish kid. So I was writing him and he was telling me, like I remember he wrote me a letter about um, Thanksgiving. And I was like, how the fuck do I care? Yeah. This is boring. And he sent me like a card that he made this turkey and all. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know why do that. What did you send him back? I sent him a photo of me doing that. And said, tell you what you can do. Suck on that, Abraham, you're right. And uh, it was just weird. I wanted to talk about like fucking Jet from the Gladiators and all. And he just uh, was. He had no concept no, of what that even was. No. And then Paddy, he was weirdly just hanging around outside my school selling these wee black pills to give you kid boners. <laughs> and I just took a couple of them, fired him over to Abraham. Kid boners. Yeah. Just give him a wee route like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple more things things before we go and then we're just going to wrap this up because hey kids fuck's sake jamie 
I said, first of all, the gig last week was sensational and delighted you're back in September. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate that. He then said, surely the man boy Cheeky will be furious when he sees this wee bit of hair sticking up. Oh, no. Is it a bit of Shane's hair? Yeah, and I mean, it is enjoyable. Ah, I filmed that video. Um, yes, so Jamie has sent us a still of Shane Tall yeah. uh, and his hair is not looking no. you know, good uh, from the back, let's say. Yeah, he'll be annoyed by that. And you know what he'll do right now? He will be just because I'm a legend and a top guy, I'm going to send it to him and just go, nice. No. Nice. That'll ruin his day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of fun. The um, And then the last question hit, hit me. is from Vincent. Oh, Vincent. And he's just... Your dog? Is your dog sending yeah. questions? He's just sent me a screenshot. He's bought some tickets to my new show, Vincent. Lovely. Well, gentlemen. Lovely. You Guys. Love, you love to see it. This has been, uh, I'd say, educational. This is the final one of the year. This is, no, it'll be one next week. It'll be the New Year special, the goals episode. Every year, stop doing it on your feet now, it'll distract people too. You're very fidgety. You I are fidgety. Parkinson's. You need Parkinson's. You need to go, you need to unleash the panther. You've taken too much Viagra and you need to relax. Um, but, yeah, every year, I'm a very, as well as a funny, funny man, I'm very inspirational to a lot of people aspirational inspirational sexual and you know, we talk we talk about goals sly hearts talk about what plans are for next year and we sort of inspire each other and just move on to the next next year and with hope in our heart now i've said it before my favorite number is 2022 it's not actually my favorite number is 22 not 2022 that's be a weird favorite number just the number 22 is my favorite number it so is, yeah. it should if that's true it should be a good year for me otherwise i'm going to really struggle because you know, it's my first year out of work and I could just really not afford to look after my kids. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. I hate them anyway. There you Guys, go. thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient. And again, thanks to the, I'd say five or six people who yeah. sent me DMs being like, where's the fucking podcast? What was that? Don't continue. Did you just do some sort of magic there? Maybe. Maybe I give them a Christmas miracle. Or well, I mean, that, that startled me out of the corner of my eye, whatever he did there. But, um, guys, enjoy your Christmas. May your days be merry and bright. And see if you have a sad Christmas and things aren't going the way you planned or you're pretty down. Good. Don't worry. Good. Sorry. But no, don't, no, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get through it, guys. Uh, it's okay to be lonely at Christmas. God bless. Take care. Bye. I'm the slack guy.